100% confident in our team. But I believe that we got our destiny in our hands. We got all the weapons that we need to beat anyone that's going to be in front of us and achieve our goal, which is winning the championship. It's by Rudy to the right, it's blocked by Rudy Gobert. Levine attacking Gobert aggressively, pinned off the window. You may not pass go. Rudy through the middle, passed it on Giannis. Oh boy, Rudy Gobert, spell that. Wow. Jokic running hook, Gobert blocked it. Gobert blocked the running hook. Ingles on the run, finds the end, kicks to Clarkson, fires the three, got it. Jordan Clarkson, right side three. Behind the back pass to Donovan. Donovan holds it like a baseball. Now hooks the pass to the corner and angles across the whole court. And he hit it. Oh my goodness gracious. What did Donovan Mitchell just do? Conley takes the three. Got it left side. Back to the corner. It's Mike Conley right corner. Three. It's perfect. Rotates to O'Neal. Back to Mike. Open again. Fires and hits. Jazz are up 20. And Mike Conley's fabulous tonight. Bogdanovich to the rack. Dunk it right in his grip. into a three and hits. The Jazz have come out firing threes. Picked up by Niang. Splitting two defenders. Left corner, Bogdanovich fires the three. Hits! He's got 40 big ones tonight. Bogdanovich, tight curl, fires the three. Hit it! 43 for Boyan. In another time. In another zone. In another planet. Clarkson, underhand scoop. Boyan, right side three. Oh my goodness gracious! Beats his man, lamp good, and he fouled again. Jordan did it again. Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson will fire a three. Oh, my. Jordan Clarkson is shooting at a hula hoop. Nine of 12. He's got six threes. Clarkson, left corner, three. Got it. It's a franchise record. Eight, three in a game for Jordan Clarkson. Jordan's got 40. Clarkson tries to spin back to his right. Beats him to the rack and packs it. Oh, Jordan Clarkson. The three for Joe, a career-high 30 for Joe Ingles. Conley fakes a pass, now drives. Hands to Favors, he'll take all the eggs and all the bacon on that one. Back cut, Baysmore, oh, he's rebuked at the rim by Favors. Niang, right side, three, oh, and hold the post, George. You're on fire. Four threes for Niang. Joe accelerates, leaves it behind for Royce. He attacks the rack, rolls right down State Street and hammers it home. The unique thing about this team is they trust each other. Everybody's given everybody else permission to take shots. That's the trust. They really are our shots, not one person's shots. I think collectively that mindset is something that's really important. Conley, right side three. Good 12-0 run for the Jazz. George Niang buries a three. 12-0 run. 11-0 run by the Jazz. 11-0 run. This is where this team just starts to do this. It's a 13-0 run. We have to win. That's what we have to do. And it's not just the regular season. We have to win in the playoffs. We put ourselves right there for the championship. And that's the ultimate goal. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. How about that? A little jazz highlight package courtesy of our guy Austin Horton. Brought to you by Skyhawk Sports. Registration is now open for Skyhawk Sports Academy Summer Camps. Join them for an action-packed, fun-filled summer of youth sports camps at a location near you. You can choose between soccer, flag football, which is fueled by USA football, golf, baseball, cheerleading, multi-sports camps, mini hawk camps, and more. Find program info and register today at www.skyhawks.com. Yeah, it's there's been a lot of highlights this season, you know? 
There have been. Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of big moments, big performances, career yep. highs, records broken. Stuff going on. I mean, you don't have the best record in the league without without doing some really positive things through the year, and the Jazz have accomplished that. There have been some lows, but uh, on the whole, when you go fifty-two and twenty in a in a, in a weird season that has lots of adversity in it, yeah, uh, tip of the cap to the Jazz. Austin and I were discussing. Uh, well, this was a couple of days ago. We were discussing Jordan Clarkson's biggest performances specifically. But remember the game against Philly where he scored forty points in like twenty eight minutes something or something like that, nuts, yeah. you know? And ben, ben Simmons got all that perform or the attention for scoring all those points himself. But they lost, and Jordan had one of the most amazing scoring performances ever. Forty points in that amount of minutes ever. Maybe that's a little hyperbole, but uh, you know. Something and and only played only played like three minutes in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So Jake, you you've heard and seen just about everything that's happened with the Jazz this year. Do you have one moment in time that's sort of frozen in your mind as being a, a you know the pinnacle? Jeez, you know, there there are a lot, and I have a tough time sometimes remembering who the opponents are because mm. they just I mean like probably a lot of Jazz fans out there, but. You know, the one Rudy's done this a few times, but Rudy's double jump blocks stand out to me this year because we that's something that he's kind of added to his game. And you you never see that where <laughs> where Rudy jumps and goes straight up, by the way, because mm-hmm. he's not jumping into the guy or it'd be a foul or he goes straight up, lands, goes back up and blocks a shot. And there was one there was one scenario. Who was it against? When he had multiple blocks, multiple blocks uh, against multiple guys. Yeah, it was Charlotte. Was yeah. it? Was it Charlotte? It was uh, Zeller. Was the second guy. I forget who the first was, but he blocks one on the right block. The ball lands in Zeller's lap. He then turns around, set, steps through Zeller. the lane, and blocks yeah, Zeller yeah, on the yeah. left block. Right. Uh-huh, that that, was... that double bounce block from Rudy. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's not a good answer, but it's something that he's added that we haven't really seen that should be not possible that he's uh, he's good at. I don't know. That's a that's a great question. I mean, there haven't been a ton of game winners this year because the Jazz have just blown out teams <laughs> yes. all year long. That's why that. I mean, they had the biggest margin of victory it was over was it over nine points. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Uh, generally, point differential. Yeah, mm-hmm. point, yeah. So the Jazz uh, oftentimes took care of their business. It got to the point where when the Jazz didn't play well, it's almost like you were shocked. Like where'd that come from? There were some exceptions. I mean, but. You know, I, well, the losses to Minnesota, I think. Yeah, were, and it comes back to the losses. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> I'm, no, see, you you turned it into a negative. I I just said that it was so rare that that, that it was almost shocking. Yeah, you're going to go ahead and dwell on it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, the Jazz have had a phenomenal year. Well, let's hear some uh, some post practice sound. Let's uh, we're going to hear from a couple of players. Um, we'll hear from Bogdanovich second, but let's start things off with Rudy Gobert. Just wondering if you can kind of take us through, you know, it's obviously kind of a weird week, you know, in that uh, with the play-in tournament, you still don't know who you're going to face until tonight. You guys have had to kind of change what would be your normal preparation strategy. Can you kind of just take me through, you know, what this week has been like in terms of, you know, the differentness from a normal playoff situation? I think it was great for us to just uh, recharge, you know, have a few days to, you know, uh, kind of sit back and, you know, breathe a little bit after the the long season that we had, um, you know, and at the same time, you know, be kind of sharpen our weapons, you know, work on ourselves, uh, knowing, that, not knowing who we're going to play, but kind of having an idea, you know, between obviously not between two teams. But uh, yeah, really worried about be worried about ourselves and uh, and all the things that you know we know that uh, regardless of who we play, uh, we're going to do to be successful. All right, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune is next. Rudy, what did you make of the Warriors Lakers playing game on Wednesday, and are you going to be watching? And what are you looking for in this Warriors Grizzlies game tonight? That was a great game to watch. You know. Uh, I kind of, you know, when, when, when there are things that you can't control, I try to, you know, just uh, enjoy the game and not really worried about who, who was going to lose, uh, you know, and tonight will be the same. 
you know, uh, at the end of the day, we know that uh, if you want to win a championship, we're going to have to beat good teams. And, uh, and in this, in this, this year, you know, there's so many, so many very good teams that, you know, uh, when you start worrying about other teams and who's winning, who's losing, who's doing this, who's doing that, you know, you kind of lose focus on yourself. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's be good for us to have a week, you know, to just focus on ourselves. And, uh, and now, you know, we're going to have watch the game tonight and have one day to kind of like game plan against one of those two teams. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Kind of going off that, Rudy, how valuable is it to maybe have a little bit of tape on the team that you are going to play uh, of them playing in really high competition games leading up to playing you guys? I mean, we played both of those teams three times this year. Uh, you know, they did too. They have a lot of tape on us too. So, you know, it's like I said, you know, it's it's going to be about us playing, you know, our, our best basketball uh, on both ends and, you know, keep doing what we do, what we've been doing all year, uh, you know, and uh, we know that those uh, either of those teams going to, you know, give us a really good fight. And, you know, they're two really different teams, but two really good teams, uh, you know, and two physical teams. So, you know, we're just going to be ready for, for that challenge. Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Rudy, you're probably, you know, going to be going up against either Valanchunas or Draymond Green for long stretches in the next series. How helpful is it just that you've played both of those guys 15 to 20 times in your career now at this point? I mean, we know each other well. You know, I've been playing against Valanchuna since I was 18 years old. You know, so we've been, we know each other very well. Uh, Draymond, you know, we've been playing each other for years now, you know, and uh, had a few playoffs, one playoff series against one another too. So, you know, we, I think, you know, I think obviously I've, I've grown as a player uh, over the years, so I think it's going to be different. But uh, I know that, you know, those guys, those two guys are both really good players. You know, they both uh, are physical players and, uh, you know, they, they're both winners, you know, guys that like winning. So, you know, it should be a, it should be a fun challenge for, for me and for them. Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey, Rudy. Um, you've heard all the narratives around your playoff performances in the past, that like you unplayable type stuff. Do you see this as a chance to kind of like, I guess, rewrite those to change the national narrative around your play? I mean, for, for me, you know, uh, obviously there's always a, a lot of false narratives around me and, you know, around what I do uh, to have my team on the court. Uh, you know, it's always been about winning. Uh, you know, people are always going to broadcast to the, the one game when, you know, I have a bad game or, you know, the one game that, you know, we don't play well as a team. And as a leader, you know, uh, I can embrace that. You know, I think uh, uh, in a way, you know, we never never went past the second round. So, you know, I don't expect anybody, anybody to, you know, praise me or anything like that. You know, it's more about, you know, me doing what I have to do to help my team win. And, uh, you know, and, you know, when you win, what can, what, what more can they say? You know, nothing. All right. And last, we have a follow-up question from Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, if it does end up being the Warriors, I, I just kind of want to think back to the, your guys' first series against the Warriors um, when you were coming off that injury and it was kind of, it was, it was not a close series. So, I mean, kind of what does it say that you've progressed as a team as much as you have since then? And kind of what do you remember about that series versus where you are now? Uh, totally different. You know, obviously it was, a, it was our first time, you know, uh, being in the second round uh, and we had just came out of a, a seven game series against the Clippers. You know, I was, I was, I was playing on one foot, one ankle, you know, but uh, I embraced the challenge. You know, I thought it was a fun challenge playing against, you know, uh, that team that was, that was a, uh, a championship team, you know, Katie, Clay, Draymond, Steph. Um, and, you know, it was a, yeah, it was just a great challenge. You know, obviously we didn't have a point guard. Uh, George Hill didn't, didn't play that series. So, you know, we knew that it was going to be tough, but, you know, we try to give them a fight. And, uh, you know, I, we got swept, but we give them a little bit of a fight. I think this year should be a, should be a little different.
There you go. That's Rudy Gobert. Thoughts on uh, what he had to say there, Gordon? Man, I'll tell you, when I hear Rudy talk, it, it, it seems he seems so well-grounded, and I almost always agree with the things he says. Do you have that same experience? Well, not all the time. Not all the time, uh, but, but, but a lot of times. He, like, for instance, what we just heard him say when he was talking about well, how people view him, what they think of him, and what they think of the Jazz, he just comes right out and says it straight. Hey, man, we've only made it to the second round. Uh, if we if we do what he thinks they're capable of doing, then nobody can say anything to them. Rudy, uh, the, the best word I could think of to describe his interview style, he's very transparent. If the Jazz don't play well on defense, tune into Rudy's postgame yeah. and listen to what he says because he'll tell you exactly what went wrong. He's smart. I think he's smart and uh, observant. You heard when he was asked about that Warriors uh, series by Andy, he, he remembered almost every detail of it. Yep. All the players, you know, how it went, what it felt like. It's, yeah, it's, I, I like listening to Rudy. And uh, maybe it's the French accent. I don't know. Let's now check in with Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, just wondering if you can kind of take us through how difficult it's been going through a week where, you know, normally you would have known your playoff opponent and been preparing for them over a span of time. And now you're kind of reduced to, you know, watching games on TV and, and waiting to see what happens. What's what's the week been like just kind of waiting to figure out, you know, who you guys are going to be matched up against? I mean, we are just working on, on our game, trying to trying to get better every single day. We had a great two days off to get a Monday and Tuesday to get a, to get away and, and, and kind of rest our bodies and, and, and mind. So, so we are just controlling what we can control. So that's the, to get out there every day, practice hard and, and, and get better. So we are waiting tonight to see who we're going to play. And then from, from tomorrow morning, we're going to start to, to prefer, uh, prepare for them. Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey, Boyan. Just after missing last season's playoffs, how excited are you for this year? And just kind of what are your emotions leading up to this week? I mean, I'm super excited. I mean, it's, it's been a while since my, my last playoff game. So just to be number one overall and, and to have that home, home court advantage, it's, it's, it's big for us. So, so we are, I think we are all, all excited. We are waiting to see who we're going to, who we're going to play. Yeah. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Well, Jan, without, without knowing your opponent, Quinn said that you guys have been working a little bit more on just your things, what you guys do. Um, are there things that you guys have sort of focused in on that you could tell us about? I mean, both offensively and defensively, we know that we were, we were good all season long, but there is always room to, to improve and get, and get better. So we are, we are really working hard last, last two days. So we're going to play Golden State or Memphis. They're completely different two styles of, of basketball. So, so we were playing their defense as well, both of them. So like I said, we're going we're gonna to figure out tonight who we're going to play. But the most important thing that we are pretty well rested and then we got, uh, we got Donovan back. Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Boy, on one of the ways you really introduced yourselves to a lot of fans was your kind of duel you had with LeBron in the playoffs when you were in Indiana. What, what do you remember about your playoff history specifically and how you've played? I mean, I've been in, in playoffs six out of my seven years, you know, in the league. So, so I, I'm pretty experienced. I played a lot of, lot of games, and and, and like I mentioned, I had a great battles against against big players. So it's completely different. It's new season right now, and 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 we, I mean, we are ready for for it. I mean, we got to play play our defense at a, at the best, and then offensively, we got a lot of weapons to 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 go against everybody. Uh, we have one follow-up question from Eric Walden. Boyan, Quinn said yesterday that he feels like with everything that's happened this year, all the weirdness, you know, teams being, you know, set back by COVID, you know, the different protocols and schedules and everything, that he feels like seedings matter a lot less this year than they normally do. Do you kind of feel the same way that, like, anything is anything is possible? You know, anyone can beat anyone in the in the West this year? I mean, it's going to be tough. Whoever we play, Golden State had a lead against big lead against against Lakers, so we could play them. So everything is kind of 
pretty much open, but we are playing great, great basketball whole season long. So there's no, we got a great reason to be, to be pretty positive going into, into the playoffs. Boyan Bogdanovich, and of course, was not uh, uh, available for the Jazz last playoff run, and of course that was a big storyline. Yes, Sounds like he's going to be ready to go this year, and he's excited about it as he should be. Um, I I thought that question near the end there was an interesting one. I I agree that this these playoffs I I'm expecting some quote unquote upsets, even though they weren't really be upsets because I think a lot of teams in the West could uh, could win in the first round, regardless of where they're seated. Let me guess the upset you're predicting most is the Lakers over the Suns. Uh, well, that certainly is one of them. That, I don't know whether that will happen. I didn't predict that. But but you would. I, I, I think that <laughs> I'm not sure. I you are too. Uh, Stop I, it. No, I'm, not, I'm not really sure uh, on that. Uh, we'll we'll see how it goes, but you know, Portland, Denver, uh, the Clippers. I mean, uh, I, I I'm I'm not quite sure what I think is going to happen here. I don't think the Clippers will lose to Dallas. I think Portland will beat Denver. See, that's that's a pretty strong one. Is it though? With no Jamal Murray for Denver, well, they have the MVP. Yeah. Well. I think he's going to be the MVP. I still, I still think of Portland over Denver. All right, and I think the Phoenix and LA will be a fantastic series to watch. I would call up, the, these young up and comers who haven't really proved anything yet against the defending champs. I could go either way. Yeah, but I wouldn't call the Suns the favorite. No, nor I, would the predicting wizard. No, I know that. But still, it should be really, really competitive. I'm with Howard. I'm, I, you know, looking to the East here for a second. I asked him what he thought the most interesting playoff matchup was, and he he mentioned Milwaukee, Miami. That's yeah. going to be great. Yeah, I that's amazing. So, that's in the first round. Yeah, yeah. And who are you going to pick there? I mean, I know the Bucks are favored. I want to go Miami, honestly. Yeah, it's you're tempted. This is the beautiful thing about it, because like we've talked about in the past, for so many years, it was the Lakers, or it was the uh, the Heat, or it was uh, the, the Warriors, uh, some, someone who you just figured were going to be there. And uh, it was almost decided before the playoffs even started. This year, not so. And that some people might read that as an insult to the Jazz and the Suns, because they haven't done it in the past. Uh but I, I just think it's that it's that close, regardless of what the regular season records were. A whole lot of talent, a whole lot of stars, and uh, who's going to rise up when it matters most? I, I think it, there could be any number of outcomes that might go against what the would you call them the the magic wizards in Vegas would predict it to be. Coming up next, we've got Kristen Kenny of AT&T Sportsnet. She jumps on, on the show. Bob Casper at 550. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. Bell, bell. Uh, Jazz, wait for the playoffs. Almost over. They'll be in action on Sunday night here at Vivint Arena. Tip-off will be at 7.30. Uh, The Jazz, uh, Rudy Gobert talks about um, if they do play the Warriors, how it does compare to last uh, time they faced each other in the playoffs. Uh, Totally different. You know, obviously it was it was our first time, you know, being in the second round, and we had just came out of a seven-game series against the Clippers. I was playing on one foot, one ankle. You know, but uh, I embraced the challenge. You know, I thought it was a fun challenge playing against, you know, uh, that team that was, that was a championship team. You know, with KD, Clay, Draymond, Steph. Yeah, it was just a great challenge. You know, obviously we didn't have a point guard. George Hill didn't, didn't play that series, so you know we knew that it was going to be tough. But you know, we tried to give them a fight. We got swept, but give them a little bit of a fight. I think this year should be a, should be a little different. We'll find out if the Jazz do play the Warriors after tonight. Uh, the Warriors host the Grizzlies in the eighth seed play-in game. And, of course, the Jazz will face the winner. This Bottom of the Hour Jazz Update brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks. You 
can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Network. All right, it's the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for the final word for our phrase that pays, and then we'll chat with our friend Chris, uh, Kristen Kenny. Uh, the final word, Gordon, muscly. <laughs> muscly. Oh, okay. That's the final word. So be caller 12 right now. Put all four words together for the phrase that pays, and uh, you are going to the uh, playoff game on Sunday. Well, that, we'll, that is kind of the key word, isn't it? Muscly. We'll we'll get the uh, we'll we'll give you what the the entire phrase was uh, after we get a winner and after we talk to Kristen. But the last the twelfth caller right now, the final word of the phrase that pays, muscly. <laughs> you know, now I remember you guys talking about it. Yeah, now you do. Huh? Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump out of the zone phone. She makes the magic happen for AT&T Sportsnet, of course, on the Jazz Broadcast. She's our friend Kristen Kenny. Kristen, how are you? I'm feeling very muscly right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that uh, that comes from a drop uh, that Gordon has because Gordon admired somebody being muscly not that long ago. Is that even a word, by the way? It, was, it wasn't even. I mean, I, I think that was from years and years ago, but it wasn't even like I was sitting there admiring it. I was just taking... It was three weeks ago. Thank you, Austin. Oh, but, it, but I think it was off something that I had noticed. Yeah. Long, and yeah. Never mind. You were in the gym. You were in the gym working out, and you're like, man, I got some muscly forearms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Kristen, who should Jazz fans be rooting for tonight, Memphis or the Warriors? Oh, gosh, you guys. Um, this is so fun, isn't it? I, I Man. You know, I don't think it matters. Um, I, I think Memphis would be would be good. Um, I, I really don't think it matters. But Steph is scary good. He's scary. I don't, I, do you guys really think Steph isn't going to take him down tonight? I have a lot of confidence in Steph tonight. So I was going to predict. I would say we, we face the Warriors. Um, and either way, it's going to be a challenge, whoever we face. So I like the way you answered that because it doesn't really matter. It does, I mean, too many people worry about these things, you know. It doesn't matter. The Jazz yeah. want to take care of their business if they're going to take care of it, whoever they're playing. I understand what you're saying about Steph, and he's he's a remarkable player. And, and uh, you know, the, the Warriors did have that fairly strong showing against the Lakers. But well, let me ask you the same question I asked Jake yesterday. Do you think – how much stock do you put in a team that uh, a, a Warriors team, for instance, that loses a disappointing game at the end? Uh, LeBron hits that ridiculous shot, and they lose, and they're coming off of that versus Memphis coming off a, a rousing victory. Do you think there's bounce to that and a negative sort of draw to the disappointment of losing to the Lakers for the Warriors? Yeah, that. I- that game was so exciting. That was an awesome game. Um, but, yeah, it, to end like that, it, you definitely have to feel that. But I think the Warriors know how to take care of business. I mean, they've, they're have they so experienced and have great leadership. And I don't think they're going to hang their heads, right, or or come in thinking, feeling bad about themselves. I think Steph is such a, a leader, you know, MVP type of guy. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're going to come to take care of business tonight. So, so um, let, let me ask you this then, uh, attendant with that. If it is the Warriors, how punitive is it for them to have to play two tough games before they they go up against the Jazz here at Vivint uh, so quickly thereafter? I mean, that's a huge yeah. advantage for the Jazz. A lot of people have said, oh, the number one seed should know who they're going to play, but they don't and all that stuff. But the, the Warriors are going to come in somewhat, I would say, <laughs> exhausted. Fatigued for sure. Yeah. 
And meanwhile, the Jazz have had some time. Some people have uh, – we talk about the challenge of having to sit and wait. And I've, I've talked to the guys about this too. The challenge sitting and waiting to see who you're going to play and who you're, you know, your game plan and, and scouts and all of that. But um, – and it was exciting. It was really exciting. But then now as they're waiting, it's like, well, it doesn't really matter, number one. And uh, number two, they're, it's able to give them, you know, some time to, to regroup and – um, catch their breath and recover and work in work Donovan back into the system and you know I think it's been it's pretty good I mean they had an exhausting this is an exhausting season so getting that downtime and then you're looking at the, the other teams that you're going up against um, whether it be Memphis or the Warriors yeah they're gonna have some fatigue coming in especially coming in here um, and playing against our home crowd you know that's certainly an advantage as well you think mixing Donovan back in is going to be an issue? I don't. I don't think so. I think um, he alluded to and spoke about some, you know, struggles coming back and definitely feeling it when you're out that long. The fatigue, getting back into that that game shape. Certainly, I mean, you guys, like, I would imagine after five days out of an NBA game, you feel the wind <laughs> when you come back in. Um, but I think Donovan, they've prepa- prepared him so well. The medical staff is so great. And I think that he himself um, knows the team really well. And that's what they were talking about. Like, they know each other so well. So, I mean, that's a good thing. And you look at, like, how well the team did in his absence. So um, other guys are going to, you know, certainly still step up. And, and you, you just hope that he's able to feel good, right, and not have uh, – you know, any issues that are lingering or any setbacks that he even uh, mentioned, like his, his goal is to play game one, barring any setbacks, God forbid, knock on wood. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's nothing to worry about. I think he'll come back. They'll be prepared and he'll be prepared and it'll be certainly exciting to have Don back. I haven't seen anything on this, but do you guys think there will be minute restrictions on Donovan? He wasn't too sure of that. Um, yeah, he, he was asked that, and I think at this point, you know, there's still some time leading up to it, and he's just getting back into the swing of, of things with with actually playing full contact. And um, so I, I guess it, he was saying it just – we'll just have to see how he feels, so – and then go from there. Alert from calendar. My, uh... oh, I got a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. My... I got a new laptop, and it's talking to me. <laughs> no, it happens to Gordon all the time, except for it's not his laptop. Just the NBA title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, my answer to that would be, I like, if it's close, and if it's in the fourth quarter, do you see Coach Snyder pulling Donovan off the floor because he clicked past 25 minutes or something? No, you know? but you got, you got other games to worry about. This is the playoffs. Yeah. You only have four other games to worry about if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's certainly tough. Um, I I try. I you know what I, I with, with these kind of things. I think you trust the staff. You you trust the medical staff. You trust Coach Quinn Snyder, and they're so they're like masterminds at this stuff. I mean, they've done such a good job. This team has been has has been relatively considering this year like relatively healthy, and. Um, and have done a great job monitoring the guys and making sure they're coming back at the at the right time and not coming back too soon. And you know, look at Mike Conley, right? I mean, it's a good example. And he's had that nagging hamstring and sat out for nine games, came back, worked up his his rhythm, worked up his uh his, the wind and um getting back into game shape. And I don't know, I think they're going to do a great job with him and they'll do what's best for the team. And I think it's more a question of oh my gosh, is, if if it's it, down to the wire. Donovan's not going to want to come off the floor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's so competitive. You're going to have to drag him off if you have to drag him off the, off the court. <laughs> Which of the Jazz players, uh, Kristen, do you think, if you only could pick one, who do you think is most buttoned down mentally for the playoffs? Buttoned down? Oh, mentally, oh. You know, I got I got to say they're, they're all great, but um, I have to really give a lot of credit to Rudy Gobert. This he's been incredible. Um, this year has been incredible for him. We always know the impact that Jazz Nation understands the impact. Um, I don't know if the rest of the uh, the world has understands the impact of Rudy Gobert, um, but this year you're certainly seeing it. Um, and he has just been able to be healthy, um, consistent. He's been on the floor for 
majority of the year. I, I don't even know how many games he's missed, but it's got to be maybe a couple, if that, you know. Um, it, he's just unbelievable. His mindset is totally locked in. He's not concerned about the outside noise. Um, his mind is focused on the title and the title only. And, I mean, all the guys are. You know, all the guys are really locked in. But I just really, really am impressed with Rudy and just his journey and where where he is today and just really proud of, of what he's accomplished and what he's, how he's helped lead this team. So Kristen, my last question for you is sometimes my partner over here comes into the studio and he's had a rough morning or he said something <laughs> on his mind. You've been around the world. I've just wondered if you had any advice for him. It, if, if, if he's uh, sort of, you know, he's got the, the little one at home now, so he's got two kids to take oh. care of. And I just wondered if you had any advice for him on those down moments. On the down moments? I, I was going to say, I don't have any advice on the kid moments. <laughs> yeah, okay. Me either. <laughs> oh, man, on the down moments. Okay. Um, oh, well, I have a lot of advice on the down moments. Um, <laughs> man, because we all have them, right? Um, I, I think it's just a part of being human. But... Um, Man, they're tough, right? You know, you know what Jake usually says when I ask him a question like that? He says, buck up, buttercup. That's, what he's, oh, that's his advice. Yeah, I know, and I, I love it that the guy wrote a whole column about the Jazz, uh, why the Jazz are going to lose. Oh, I accusing did not. Me of being stop, negative. It. stop it now. I did not. No, come on. <laughs> uh, buck up. No. <laughs> I, 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 like that, I like that we talk about our thoughts. I think we need to talk more about you know, downtimes because we all go through them. Yeah, that is the that, truth. That is really good. Yeah. I like that. You know, like talk about it. Bring it. Just voice it. Yeah. Yep. Good <laughs> Share idea. It. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And and uh, embrace it. And then uh, yeah, there's so much. I mean, I could go on on a mental thing right now, but I don't know if you want a mental rant. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. You know, we Jake and I have talked about this. You know, mental awareness month and all that, and mm -hmm. and people, athletes who have been bringing that to the table now, and I think it's really healthy because it's so prevalent uh, that take take this whole shame away from it and talk about it and say, hey. This is something that is to be dealt with like anything else that people have to deal with. It's yeah, a, yeah, it, it, exactly. And, you know, I'm, I'm a huge advocate as far as mental health because of my personal experience. But, yeah, you're exactly right. I think it, what's really interesting to me, too, guys, is that more people, as I post uh, mental health awareness uh, videos on every Monday um, on my Instagram, more people comment. Um, and out of the, the comments, most are men. And it's something that's been very difficult in the past for men to come forward and admit, um, you know, that there's struggles, there's mental struggles. And I think it's pretty, pretty amazing because we all like all the comments are like, OK, I've had these negative thoughts. I have these, um, you know, these down moments like we all have. And, and you know, it's it's you're not alone. Right. Um, but addressing it and talking about it is the first step and acknowledging it, which is huge because we've never done that before. We've just pushed it under the rug. And said, okay, nothing's wrong with me. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. you know, deep down, you, you, you know, you, you want to you get it out. Um, but I don't know if maybe because I was an athlete my whole life, we were always taught to just keep going and push mm -hmm. and push and push. And you're pushing your body physically, but also mentally. But you always take care of your body physically first, right? But what about mental, the mental part, you know? Yep. Here, here, man. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, Kristen, we love it when you have a chance to drop by the show. Thank you very much, as always. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Kristen. Appreciate it. It's our friend Kristen Kenny from AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, Austin, did uh, we get a winner? We did. All right. Uh, the, the phrase that uh, got the tickets, uh, Gordon, was, wow, Rudy is muscly. <laughs> Congratulations to Greg. Wow, he is muscly. You are so proud of yourself, aren't you? Muscly. No, you know, no wonder I wasn't listening when you were talking about that. <laughs> I just shunted it out of my life. Wow, he is muscly. So shout out to Greg for listening for the whole show. You know what's what cool stuff. about it, too? What? Greg's father took him to the uh, championship game for the Stars back in the day. Oh, oh cool. Wow. And now he's going to take his dad to this playoff. Oh, oh sweet. Love terrific. that. Yeah, awesome. I like that. Good. Those tickets went to a good spot. Yep. Enjoy the game, Greg. Absolutely. Uh, Bob Casper is going to jump on with us next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wow, he is muscly.
This Uinta Golf PGA Championship update with Bob Casper is brought to you by Mountainland Supply, Zions Bank, Black Desert Resort, and get some guns and ammo on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. All right, it's time to talk a little PGA Championship. Let's get out to the zone phone. You hear him every Saturday morning alongside Brian Taylor on Real Golf Radio. He's our friend Bob Casper. Bob, what's going on? Hey, bud. How you doing? Hey, we're great. Not as good as Phil, though. Coming out of nowhere, tied atop the leaderboard, five under par, 69 today. Good day to be Phil. Yeah, no doubt about it. Definitely. Um, no. I mean, he, he played some great golf. It was interesting. He was, he was a couple – two or three over par um, through six holes in the first round and then comes back with some great play um, to get himself up at the top of the leaderboard, two under par that day uh, on Thursday, and then uh, another three under par today. So um, Phil Mickelson, um, you know, I, I don't know if if he's going to be the guy that, that um, can take it all the way to the end. The last guy in his 50s that, that was leading the PGA Championship was Sam Snead. Um, and he ended up finishing tied for six. But um, it'll be interesting to see what, what he does over the weekend. And, uh, you know, even though he may not um, be hitting it as far as a lot of the guys are doing and that kind of thing, um, he's got a, lot of, uh, got a lot of maturity and a lot of uh, experience to his game. So there's a pretty good chance that he could play well on the weekend and, and set some records, make some history. So Bob, how let me ask you about fatigue and, and endurance. How what kind of toll does uh, the the four rounds of a major tournament take on these guys? I mean, I know they're all concerned with their fitness and they involve themselves in that or most of them do. But yep. uh, how how difficult is it for a 50-year-old to 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 be able to have the stamina to to win the thing? Well, Phil works out pretty good. Um, you know, he's He's hitting golf balls and playing a lot. And, um, you know, earlier on in the year, he didn't do that well. But um, he uh, he's really kind of turned it around. He shot some good scores as of late. And um, and here he is leading the golf turn. But but as far as mentally and physically is concerned, um, I don't think the, the physical part of it is going to be that big of a deal for him. The mental part of it will be a big deal because um, you're dealing a lot with pressure you're also dealing a lot with the conditions uh, of the golf course you're dealing a lot with uh, wind and when and when you're using your mind um, that much in playing around the golf under the the pressure of a major championship it weighs a lot on you and and a lot on players and when they come off the golf course they are physically spent bob with how the course is playing how far back is too far back to make a run well, you know, it's interesting. Um, Tony Finau, he shot even par today. He was two over par yesterday. So he was seven shots back. He's still seven shots back, but he gained on on the – he gained as far as his spots in the field. He gained like 29 or 30 positions. So, um, you know, a guy that – a guy that's uh, – a guy that's in his, his – about his position at two over par – if he were to go out in the morning and um, early and shoot, uh, you know, three or four under par, and um, conditions are are difficult and that kind of thing, he can move. He can move way up um, as far as positioning is concerned. Hideki Matsuyama shot eight under par today, um, and he started at even, and uh, and here he is one shot back going in, going into the the last thirty six holes of the tournament. So, um, you know. A guy that's at plus two uh, is going to have to shoot a really good round tomorrow to to move back up into position, and then he's going to have to do it again on Sunday. What other names do you like on that leaderboard, Bob? Well, you know, Kepka is a guy that is known for um, major championships and winning major championships, and Kepka's playing some great golf. He gets in at four under par. Um, you know, uh, uh, Matsuyama. He's uh, he's right there as well um, at three under par. Um, he uh, you know coming off the Masters win, he got a taste of winning the major championship, and and here he is right back in the mix again. Finished tied for what was at 39th last week in his first round back. 
for his first event back from uh, after the Masters after being home in Japan. Um, so uh, you got to look at him also. But then you know, like guys like Colin Morikawa, um, he he'd be a good one too. He won the PGA Championship last year. Um, and then you know you got to look at a couple of uh, the European players, Brandon Grace. Um, there's a couple of other guys that are that are right up there too. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how it all figures out over the next 36 holes. Um, and uh, and you know when it all comes down to it, they'll be a great champion. Bob, your uh, episodes of Real Golf Radio during the majors, of course, are, are can't miss radio. You want to throw a little tease what we can expect to hear tomorrow morning? Um, you know, it's going to be pretty interesting. We're going to have a great show. Jeff Babineau um, from uh, um, from uh, Kiowa Island is going to be on with us. Um, also, Dave Stockton. He was the, the captain of the Ryder Cup team when they played there at Kiowa Island when the U.S. team won. Um, he's going to come on with us, and, and we're going to talk about um, him and, uh, and that event. And and Kiowa Island, and then uh, and then of course we'll have the caddy too. So and it'll there's a lot to talk about, a lot happening with this with this event, and and the golf course is really holding up its end of the bargain right now. You know that sounds like a great show. So we recommend that all our listeners check out uh, what you have to say tomorrow. And uh, by the way, Austin's observation about Kiowa Island was there are alligators out there, man. I mean, there are. They're showing them. They're showing them on the on the broadcast. They just showed a big, huge one that was in one of the ponds, and and on one of the holes, the guys were standing there waiting to hit their shots, and and a small one, probably about a six or seven footer, went went walking right across the fairway in front of them. Is that so a, yes, there are there are alligators there. Is that a, is that a threat? I mean, do, is that something players worry about, or, or are they shy about other people? What? No, 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 no. A lot of these guys have played down there in the South in Florida and South Carolina and that kind of thing. They've seen them before. It's it's not a big deal for them. Bob, you're the best. Thank you for uh, your great coverage throughout the week, and we'll be listening tomorrow morning. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks, Bob. It's our friend Bob Casper talking about the PGA Championship. Gordon, we'll have more big show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Man, this week has flown by. It dragged by for me, but uh, we had fun shows. How did it drag by? I don't know. I just had stuff. I was busy, and I don't know. Every week can't be a winner. Actually, it is a winner, but I, I, it just, just didn't fly by for me. You said that three or four times, and I kept looking at you like, are you sure? Well, I guess... Uh, one of the two of us is doing pre-half and post-game shows four <laughs> nights a week that when they get a, a week off, able to spend nights at home with the family and goes yeah. by too fast. Yeah, that's been good for you. It has it's been It's just good. like the Jazz, you know, they needed a little breather. You got a little breather, you're ready to go. I know nobody has any sympathy for, for me uh, because I'm watching basketball for a living, but it is nice to have a, a few consecutive days off uh, to go home and spend a little QT with family. So if you had one observation about what you think the Jazz are going to face and who they're going to face in, uh, in, in advance, wh- what would you say? One observation? Yeah. What, what uh, a prediction or an observation or, or what you think is going to happen, however. I think it will be Golden State. I think yeah. Steph will have a big game. Um, John Morant is really, really good, but his game still is kind of flawed. Um. He's not the complete player he has the potential to be, and and when he reaches that point, by the way, look out. Are you talking about perimeter shooting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I I mean, he's a one-man fast break. Isn't that how Coach Lacombe described him for us uh, earlier this week? And, and it's, it's very like apt. Lightning. Yeah. yeah. But in the half court, he's vulnerable. The shot, he's a little vulnerable. I mean, there's some things that he needs to improve on. But it's his second year in the league. I like that little shot he can do where he drives in near the paint and just floats that thing up real high. That's that's an effective shot, uh, especially against someone like Rudy Gobert, because you can't if you dribble in there, you're going to dribble right back out again. I mean, Memphis is on the on the rise. I mean, yeah. I, th- I don't think it will be long before they're they're you know well, in playoff series and really in playoff series. I just don't. I'm not sure it's going to be this year. John Morant is the whole reason Mike Conley is with the Jazz. Well, yeah. 
everybody all but said that, right? We got Captain Obvious over here. You were you're the one who made the point. I know. I'm just it's, saying. Are that, you that calling I, yourself Captain Obvious? No, I'm looking back and saying Mike Conley wouldn't be here if it wasn't for John Morant. I think that's the, the bears re- repeating. It wouldn't be light outside if the sun didn't come up. What I mean, what? <laughs> I, I hate you. <laughs> Why do you hate me? I hate you. You think a guy has your six, Gordon. Uh, I know. Mm-hmm. Now, next time next time you say something that you've said a thousand times before, I'm going to point that out to you. Fine. I give you permission to do that. Okay, uh, you, good. you can tell me that I deserve it when it happens. <laughs> wow, that's how we're going to end the week with no, you calling me a I'm jerk. Kidding. Now, Come now, on. now. Okay. Gordon called your mom a zealot. You then told Gordon that he's obvious. Let's start anew. Well, how about when he, he said, uh, <laughs> when I talked during the break, it's just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, we're keeping score now. I've had we? my feelings hurt all week long. Yet I'm 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 coming away from this week saying, good week. That went by fast. You go, it went by slow. <laughs> You've never been hanging out with you for a week, have you? <laughs> no, it's been good. All right, buddy. Well, hey, have a, have a good weekend, and I mean that sincerely. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it back to you. And I think what I said about about Jake's mom is a whole lot worse than what he said to me. So a thousand pardons, my friend. I'm begging you, please. Forgive. He'll accept your apology in cash form only. <laughs> yeah. It's not my apology or uh, me accepting your how apology. Much do, that you have how to worry much do about. I have to pay, you think? To oh. get your his mom back in your good graces yeah. or you back in her good graces? Well, I mean, through Jake. It's six digits minimum. Oh! You called her us. Never mind. Germans have a saying, toy or spas, it's uh, expensive fun. That's what I would say. All right. Good times. Good talk, Russ. <laughs> uh, Austin, you enjoy your weekend as well. Thanks. The, the Big Show will be back Monday, and we'll have a game in the books uh, for the Utah Jazz. We'll talk to you then, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.